I'm Hannah Hermanson, and you're listening to The Feminine Marketing Show, the place where you can learn all about nailing your marketing strategy and growing your business in a fun, fresh, and feminine way. As the CEO of The Feminine Marketing Boutique and an expert vacationer, I'm here to let you in on how to align your marketing strategy with the vision of your highest queen self. You know, the one who manifests high vibe clients easily and prioritizes pleasure and play. Stop chasing and start attracting. It's the feminine principle that's missing from your marketing. And if you wanna play the energy game with us, I'll be here every week with my best advice, trainings, and mindset shifts so you can grow your business with ease, integrity, and so much joy. Okay. Cue the real talk. First and foremost, yes, we have a man on the show. I've been telling you feminine energy is not just for the girls. (laughs) And secondly, on this real talk front, I hate to break it to you, but your marketing strategy will never be done or totally figured out. Because your audience, just like you, are constantly evolving. And especially right now in this era of like consciousness rising, we will also be called up, right? We need to continue to meet the society, the culture, and the clients where they're at. And you've probably heard this before, but this idea that what got you here won't get you there is especially true when we're talking about moving a business from six figures to seven figures and the things that are essential in our business plan, in our marketing to really move into your next level in alignment with your clients, right? It's truly a moving target marketing. And it should be a living and breathing relationship. Your marketing strategy should be something that you commit to continuing to show up to and check in on and iterate. And your iterations can be fueled, should be fueled, if we're going to use the should word, by alignment, right? And this is what feminine marketing is all about. It's about looking at what are our strengths? What differentiates us from the rest? How can we use more of our divine downloads and our creativity to impact others, to attract others to our work. And really understanding how we're designed to exchange energy with the world is so much of the work that I do as someone on a personal development path, but also in the marketing that I do. I'm on a mission to help great coaches change the world. And we do that first by knowing ourselves so that we can show up and impact the world around us. So today I invited my good time friend and former client, Gavin McHale, because yes, he's a man, but he really gets this idea of using tools other than shiny objects or KPIs or whatever else is telling you to do to identify your marketing strategy and align with your goals. So I'm excited for you to feel and hear this perspective again from someone who is a man, because whether or not you are male, female, wherever you are on the spectrum, we've got to consider more and more this feminine energy as part of our secret sauce, part of the way that we draw people into our world. So this is definitely one that will have you thinking differently about how you make decisions in your business and marketing. And I certainly hope you hit the ground running and find ways to start implementing these things because the universe loves action. The universe loves alignment. And I'm so excited to see what tangible results come out of these insights for you. All right, Gavin, the storyteller in me wants to tell your story because I feel like I have observed and jumped in and out of your entrepreneurial journey from this perspective of like, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, that's what he's moving into. But for other people who maybe don't have my lens or who aren't entrepreneurs, they might be watching you like, okay, where's this guy going? Like, personal trainer 
mindset coach, health coach, real estate investor. Like you <laughs> just in the last like five years that I've known you have had such a an evolution, which makes total sense to me. And I think coaches and entrepreneurs. Um, but if you look back in your last five years, does it feel like it made sense or like totally yeah. random? Looking Hindsight. back What's from... Like? Yeah. So looking back from now, it, it definitely makes sense. Uh, because I, you know, I know my evolution has been 100% a product of my work on myself. So I am like, okay, well, this was where the work was. So of course this is where I evolved to. If you had asked me five years ago though, uh, Oh boy, I definitely would not have, I definitely would not have thought that I would be here. Um, and I think, you know, as you kind of alluded to, that's because I was just so, I was so far away from this, which actually in a roundabout way is exactly why I feel I am perfectly positioned to help people with this because I was, I was worse off than they are. <laughs> You know, I was further away than they are. So yeah, 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 yeah. And for me now, having been in like hundreds of coaches' lives, I do see this like common thread that we were in a place in our lives, we learned something, and then there was something in us that like coaching bone that was like, oh, I need to turn around and help people get out of the pain that I was in. And I think for you, like, was personal training that beginning for you, like? where you started your kind of personal development, which is also yeah. your entrepreneurial journey? I think personal training for me was, I had this pattern where I would do things that I was already good at that were kind of easy for me. And so personal training for me, I, I was a hockey player. So I was so used to the gym. It was like a locker room atmosphere. I had worked out before and I was good with, talking to people and kind of small talk and making people feel good about themselves and kind of making jokes and all that stuff. And I think so personal training really, you know, I didn't tell anyone this when I was personal training. I didn't even really like working out when I played hockey, but the personal training side was I had, I was good at science. Like I was good at that in school and I was good in that atmosphere. So those two pieces added up. It was when I started trying to wanting to build my business. Like when I started wanting to, I was like, there's got to be more than this. Like I'm working my butt off and I'm barely making any money and I'm exhausted. Like what's going on? That's when that's when the evolution started, I think, you know, in earnest. It, the personal training, the starting that wasn't it. It was, how do I make this better? How do I get into the online world? How do I impact more people? And of course, how do I make more money? That's when it really started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you've always had this... Um, Oh, I don't know. The word that's just like flashing in front of me is like leverage, 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 leverage. I think you've always been someone who wants to maximize. And again, not just ex we've had this conversation so many times, like we're not really interested in exchanging time for money, but how can we leverage our interests, our gifts, our impact to help many people. And I think that's another just kind of like personality trait or just like thing that underscores your story is that it was never about like fixing one problem or getting to one destination or you getting some sexy car. It was always yeah. like, how do I maximize? How can I leverage? How can I help more people and still maintain my own quality of life and sanity and quiet mornings meditating with my cat? <laughs> right. I think that's been something always kind of running in the back of your mind. Would you agree? A hundred percent. And actually that traces back even to when I was a kid, it's like, okay, so I'm going to do this thing. We'll like, I may as well just absolutely crush it. Like I may as well just be the absolute best, right? Like I played hockey and I was good, but like a lot of people who were like good were like, okay, I'll just be good at hockey. I was like, how about I be the best? 
like it was just kind of like this thing that I always did. And then now it's like, yeah, like, and I've actually had to like, and some of you, a lot of your coaching has helped with this and our conversations is like almost curtail that where it's like, Hey, like you don't need to be the best just for being the best sake. Cause that, that can become a problem too. It's like, Hey, like you said, I really like the way you said that, that I hadn't even thought of leveraging. How can I leverage these, this skill set to the max to like help as many people as possible and to like create this life that I want. I really like the way you put that. And, you know, me and verbiage is a thing because I'm a copywriter. And really, this is what I mean by feminine marketing is how do we maximize our brilliance and our gifts while still maintaining our energy and not just like burning ourselves out by becoming the best or the loudest or the most known coach, but to find that balance and to find that ease and that flow of we can show up powerfully and still have an exceptional quality of life and privacy and lots of other things that I think have gotten gotten um forgotten about in the age of social media so i want to shift gears but first kind of like call out the elephant in the room here and that you are a male on the feminine marketing show that's right so (laughs) what would be your yeah i mean you've also followed my journey and you are very you know in my world and you know what's happening with my life and my business but I'm going to put you on the spot here and just ask you, there's no right or wrong answer, but what does feminine marketing mean to you? So I want to preface that by saying something that I heard someone else say on a podcast that just hit it on the head for me. It's like, okay, yes, it's very clear by the tone of my voice. I am a male. Uh, I was born a male. That being said, Every single man and every single woman and every single human being on the face of the earth has a masculine side and a feminine side. And neither of those make you more or less of a man or more or less of a woman. In fact, being the guy said, he said, I'm androgynous. Like I am 100% masculine and 100% feminine. And I use them both as a, you know, as needed, right? This is a conversation about in my opinion, energy. And when we look at the feminine energy, what is the feminine energy? It is rest, recover, recharge. Um, It's the motherly energy. It's the energy that is like, I care about you. And whether that's yourself or the person who you're talking to, as you know, the potential client, I care about you. And so when when you talk to me about feminine marketing, it's it's marketing that gives a shit. Like it's, it's, it, it's also the pull marketing, right? Like what is the, the, the feminine energy is kind of like pulling you towards them. Um, even if we look in like the, the intimacy side of things, right. It's like pulling you towards them, enticing you towards, and it's not leveraging and pushing and really trying to work super hard and burning yourself out. Like, that's, those are all masculine traits, the hustle and grind culture. So when I think of feminine marketing, I think of feminine energy, which is motherly and caring. And then I also think of like resting, recharging, recovering. So not burning yourself out. I hope that makes sense. Yes. Yes. I love that. And when you were speaking that out, I had a memory that I'd forgotten about that Your group three or four years ago was the first group that I showed up with a feminine marketing training. So you would ask me, will you come in, talk to my group of coaches? Oh, yeah. You have a business coaching program where you help personal trainers and health coaches scale their online business. And uh, you asked me to come and talk about my take on copywriting and marketing. And we had this all planned out that I was going to talk about relationship marketing. And my points were on retention, referrals, and client results. And how you can use that to leverage your, you know, how you can use those three R's in your marketing. And so I had this whole thing about relationships, relationships, relationships. And 
we had a conversation and you're like, let's just call it feminine. Let's call this the feminine marketing. And like Gavin, I had forgotten that you were someone who was like talking about energies and like giving me that feedback when I was still very much in the masculine, but knowing that like the core of marketing, every business has always been a relationship business. Even when you were looking for a blacksmith without the yellow pages, it was about who do you know who? And so my whole training was about leveraging who do you know who? And when you called that feminine energy, I was like, all right, I don't want them to think I'm going to like be pulling out the yoni eggs or like making them do super weird, you know, like spiritual stuff, because I do think that we need that concrete, that like masculine structure to the marketing conversation. But yeah, just that feminine connection, that like motherly pulling you in sort of energy um, continues to be a a topic of conversation and something that people are becoming much more comfortable with. But it's always amazing to me still how there's still this like, so you're a feminist. So you're trying to cancel men out of the culture when I show up now with this feminine marketing conversation. So thank you for sharing and reflecting your, your version of it. I want to touch on something too. Um, Like, so I'm really excited that I had, you know, I had that part in this, but what I'm also seeing, so I now get to work with a lot of, a lot of people with big businesses. So they have a lot more checkpoints and they have a lot more feedback for me, which is awesome. So I get to see all this feedback coming in they're noticing that the client or the potential client or the you know the person receiving the marketing hey masculine market marketers they're hip to your jive man they know what you're doing and they don't like it okay you need to be able to come at it in a very real and genuine way because they're not buying the like push 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 you need this you need this hardcore um marketing stuff. They're just not buying it anymore. They don't want that. The world, there's like this, been this consciousness, this increase in consciousness, I feel probably because people got marketed to so hard for two years online that they've become more conscious and, and, and therefore been able to judge for themselves. You know, they're, they're, they're just a higher level um, of awareness and, and emotional intelligence, I would say. And like, you can't trick them anymore with this, like, Hey, you need this now or you'll die. Like it just doesn't work. Right. 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 Yeah. This changing era, these changing consumer beliefs. Like we, we've seen the games, we see lots of ads, ad fatigue is a thing. And so when we can show up with this feminine energy and you know, our secret sauce, Gavin includes the three C's, which all marketing should be coming back to connection, clarity, or credibility. And so if we think about leading with that in every message, whether it's the DMs or the posts or the blogs or the emails that you write, it's like, how are we connecting, like building a relationship in this, not convincing. That would be the opposite way of doing connection is saying, I know you because I know your problems and I'm going to make it hurt. That's the more masculine approach, I think. And our approach is like connection, like empowerment. I see you validating. And then clarity is about, this is what I do. This is who I help. Yeah, that too. And I think the way that some of us were taught to do clarity was more of this like bait and switch, like intrigue thing where it's like, oh, just like jump on a call with me and we'll figure this out. Or I'll tell you about my program. Or I can't tell you till we get on the phone. And it's like, well, what if we led with that clarity? And again, pulled actually interested people in instead of convincing And this last piece around credibility, this isn't about you sitting on sexy cars or showing all these like stats from your bank account anymore. People are more impressed with results. People want to know how are you going to help them? Have you helped hundreds of other people do this? Have you been interviewed on credible podcasts where you are a thought leader? Do you have transformation photos of other people that I can see myself as? And I think all of these things are things that masculine marketing can do. But again, it's about the energy that we show up with connection, with clarity, and with credibility. So I do want to get a little bit into some of the the marketing tactics, right? And you and I 
we tend to have like monthly or quarterly coffee dates or we just, you know, catch up on what's happening with our parents and also (laughs) (laughs) what's working, what's working in the business. And I know at the beginning of our relationship, it was very much about this, like, figure it out. Like, what are the tactics? What DMs are we sending? What videos are working? And our conversations and also our approaches have evolved a lot. So I'd love for you to kind of, yeah, fill us in on some of the the marketing tactics and just kind of like how your mindset around marketing has evolved, especially in the last like year or so. What's been transpiring yeah. for you? Um, I mean, I can say, well, to just kind of preface this, ni- we, we talked about this before, 90% of my work comes from with a company that does the marketing for me. So I, I don't have to do that, the marketing for that. But what I have noticed, and actually I had, I had moved to, towards this before taking this opportunity, was like, I don't even market really anymore. Like, like, you know, and, and I think what I mean by that is marketing for marketing sake. Like, you know, I, I'll have a lot of younger people that are kind of like, see what I'm doing. And they're like, what are you doing for marketing? I'm like, nothing. Like I, I share, I share when I want to say something on Instagram, I say it. And, you know, I was lucky enough to speak and get a whole bunch of reels for me so I can use those and things like that. But like, in terms of like, what am I doing to market? Like, okay, well, I've got my, I've got my clients with this company that I work for. And the majority of the marketing there for me is that I just show up and I deliver. So the majority of my clients that I work with have been with me for quite a while, have been with me for, you know, six months, a year, you know, so that's just kept me busy and kept me getting paid and kept clearly kept get them getting results. When it comes to outside of that, Every single one of my like one-on-one clients that I work with outside of that have come from one of two places, either doing a really good job with them in the past and then saying, Hey, I'm doing this new thing. That's like very simple one-on-one coaching. Do you want to talk to me about it? And, or they'll literally ask me like, Hey, I love what you're doing right now on social media or whatever. Can we work together again? Like I literally had one former client say that like, Hey, I see what you're doing. I want to do it. Can I work with you? I'm like, yes, you can. And then the other opportunities came from, I spoke at an event. Yeah. In my opinion, I gave a real badass presentation. I then followed it up with lots of value. Like people were DMing me saying, hey, can I get a little bit of help with this? I was giving them help. And then people were just like, hey, we want to work with a coach like you. Would you be willing to do this? I don't know if you have an offer. And I'm like, I could put together an offer for you. And I think the point that I'm making is like, that's easy for me. And it's also fun for me. And it also takes a lot of faith and trust that what I'm doing and like, look, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sell this system to anyone who's trying to build a business and make their first hundred K, right? This is not a great system for that. But at the end of the day, I have a lot of faith that what I'm doing is really, really good and the right people will find me. And I have faith that when I get in front of people that I can crush it. So I'm like, get in front of people, let's do that. And then when they come to work with you, deliver make sure you deliver. And here we are. Yes, yes, yes. And it sounds like too good to be true or too simple yeah. because we've been taught all of these complicated funnels and systems and hoops to jump through and algorithms to hack and templates to follow. But what you're describing, Gavin, is really being in the energy of marketing. It's not about the tactics anymore. And you're totally right. To get to your first six figures, like you got to sift and sort some tactics. You and I have talked about hitting the sidewalk at the beginning. If you don't have relationships, figure out how to build relationships, whether that's through Instagram, LinkedIn, IRL, showing up in real life, like Gavin is talking about. We can do that again. Right. So this is a different conversation when you've established your coaching business. Yeah. What you got? <laughs> yeah, like like go to coffee shops. Go to like I have a friend who just moved to a new city from where I live. He like 
is going to networking events. Like he's literally signing up, getting a name tag and going and, you know, meeting people and they each get to pitch their product or service or whatever. There's, I'll say this and then I'll let you have it back. Yeah. To get to the, to get to the first hundred yes. K or yes. to get and to, there's, there's... sorry, to get to, to that level, more people need to know who you are. That's it. And they, and they also need to know what you do. Then when you get to a point where you're getting results, yeah. people know who you are, people know what you do. Then you can start to like, kind of have that faith and that trust that, okay, like what I'm doing is going to continue to build. Feminine principles, masculine structure. It's the reason our feminine marketing boutique clients have fallen in love with their long-term marketing strategies. And it's also why they're attracting so many high-vibe, hell-yes clients. If you want to learn how to create an annual marketing strategy for your business and ditch all the resistance to finally getting a plan in place, grab our free one-hour training, Radiant Vision. Map out your big-picture marketing strategy. We'll show you how to put all the right marketing tiers in place so that you can create a cohesive funnel that keeps your community engaged and inspired to take action. So stop creating more content and coming up with new programs without a plan and start mapping out a big picture strategy that will help you focus your time and energy on all the right things. Yes, yes. And we're really talking about like quantum leaps. And I think the habit that a lot of coaches get in when they're figuring out how to get to that level they want to be at, whether it's six figures or consistent clients or they've got a job coaching in someone else's business, like we get to that point and then we forget that we need to um, up-level like our mindset and our practices because what got you to six figures is not what gets you to seven figures. And I was just talking to one of our friends, you we both know who... Um, She's gotten her business to six figure mark and she keeps doing the old stuff. And yep. I'm like, Lindsay, like you, you're not that level anymore. Like we can't keep having this conversation about your Instagram stories. Like you're at a new level. So what are the mindsets? And we're working on her million dollar mindset because that's where the tactics come from. Right. And so I do see this disconnect with coaches. Like you're, you're here, you got here. Yay. Now we need to stretch that mindset again to be, what does the seven figure CEO say about marketing? How does the seven figure CEO show up on her stories? What are the questions we need to be asking because we it's different now. And I think this is a really critical like reflection point for people who are listening is like, are you still in a six figure mindset? And does it need to be up leveled to a seven figure CEO? And I say that because even your work changes as you, you know, to get to six figures, you're coaching, you have clients, you're you're in the conversation. But as you start to scale and leverage, you start taking on different roles where you're not just the coach and the marketer, but you're the team leader and the decision maker and the innovator. And just uh, it's a different game to play. So let's let's go there, Gavin. Let's talk about some of these like mindset up levels that come or like that you're noticing when when you got it, like you said, I know I'm good at what I do. People want to work with me. What are some of the new mindset practices that you've adopted or you've kind of picked up along the way that help you stretch? Because now you're working with a multi-million dollar team and that's a very different game than, you know, the six-figure solopreneur. So talk to us about those mindset shifts. Yeah. I want to share a story with you actually of one of my clients. So one of my clients, this guy he's a fascinating guy and he's super successful and he's uh in he's start, made his first money in real estate investing i also want you just for context this guy's like 26 years old so he made his first money in real estate investing and then he got into like real estate investing coaching and so he's telling me that they're about to have their best month ever it, this was you know a couple of weeks ago and the number there was 143K for the month. So multi, multi-million dollar business, right? And through a little more digging, the average that he was making was about 75,000 a month. So he was pretty close to, on average, a million dollar business. And he was telling me that he was feeling lots of pressure. Um, he, he has single-handedly retired his parents and he is floating. He is paying for that. And then he's got a team and then he's got his own lifestyle. And so 
he said, I'm feeling a lot of pressure, you know, to, to hit these bills and things like that. And I was like, okay. So I asked a whole bunch of questions because it was, it was this out there that like, I'm like, wait a second. So when we got down to it, if you took all of his expenses, his living expenses, his parents' living expenses, and his entire team, he has a sales team. He has like people finding deals and all that stuff. The Delta, like the gap, his profit basically after paying all of that was like fifty-five dollars to $60,000 a month. So I'm sitting here going, how are you feeling pressure? And he goes, he's like, what do you mean? Like, like he, he, it wasn't computing to him when he, he would say these things and I would literally stop him and go, do you understand the number that you just said is like most people's yearly income and you're profiting that in one month? And he kind of would laugh a little bit. And then he just said, he's like, well, I've gotten here by investing myself broke. Like literally that was my MO. Since I was 17 years old, any money I made, I invested back in. And, and I'm like, so I'm like, dude, are you investing $60,000 a month back into your business? And he's like, yes, I am. I have, I have $0 left over at the end of the month after paying all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, we need to shift where you're coming from in terms of, of the mindset you're bringing, because you are no, I'm, 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 I'm all for reinvesting money in your business, but dude, you're making $75,000 a month. You're profiting $60,000 a month after paying all your expenses. You should not be panicking and worrying about where this, how you're going to pay this thousand dollar bill. And this is one thing that I've noticed in a lot of my clients who are at that like multiple six figure, seven figure level is they haven't yet shifted the mindset that they're bringing when it comes to money. Now, one of the big things I noticed, and I fell into this, Hannah, I think you know this because I've talked to you when I've been at the bottom and when I've been at the top is a lot of people remember they, they had the most success when their back was against the wall, when they were dead broke and they just needed to get resourceful and scrappy. They needed to just figure it out. I was the same. So I would like make 10, 15, $20,000 months and somehow find a way to spend all that money. And then I'm back at zero having to tell my wife, hey, I can't pay us this month. But you know what I noticed? The biggest thing is a part of me liked that. And when I realized that, I was like, this is because I like getting scrappy. I like having to be resourceful. When you realize that, it's like, okay, but getting to broke every single quarter is not the way we want to do this. I can get scrappy in other ways and I can shift my money mindset to like, instead of like, I need to, I need to be broke to be scrappy is like, how could I be resourceful about where I invest my money? And, you know, cause I'm at a new level now or, or how I invest in my team or things like that. Right. Instead of just like, how can I make more money? It's like, where could I invest some of this money? So I guess the point that I'm making is you have to shift your driver, like your internal driver of like what you're doing when you go from like just figuring out, like like you said earlier, Hannah, like what videos are working, what DMs are working, and now we're like, you know, what energy is working and how are you showing up on a day-to-day basis and and have you, did you go to that brewery again in the middle of the day? Like it's shifting the, the shifting your mindset around money and around income as you continue going up these new levels. Like there's always going to be, I heard this great thing. Elon Musk has money problems and the, the, the homeless person on the corner of the street has money problems. Which money problems do you want? Right. You're always going to have problems. You may as well get the better problems. That's my rant. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love how this is, no, and I love how this is so just like tactical and grounded and we can all see our relationship with money. And I think that is 
such a key piece of this upgrade. When you're at six figures, that is what it is all about, right? Like, can I pay rent? Can I pay these bills? How do I keep this machine going? And you're in that kind of like, you know, I don't want to say hustle, but it is you're in the figure it out mode. And you're kind of in that like basic chakra of like basic needs. Like I need to take care of this. And then we forget that it's okay and it's safe to be stable in that root chakra. And I see this um, happening in so many different ways. You know, our clients don't necessarily come to us and like know that this is a numbers or a money mindset thing and can break it down as well as your client and how you just explained that coaching session was. But it's more of like we we look for the shiny object or we think we need to come up with a new program because when you're figuring things out, new programs can generate more money and you learn. But there is this willingness to like, let it be good and to sit in what's working and not be constantly changing or looking for the next shiny object. So one of the mantras I picked up on this journey and I now like to share with clients is around how we exchange money. So it's so perfect that you brought up these examples. Instead of thinking about like, I need to invest in my money because there's something about, yeah, invest. Yeah, we kind of think there's going to be like an ROI, but like most coaches think of as an investment really as an expense or a minus or red when they're looking at their balance sheet. So the declaration that I I make and I invite all of you to make is um, I'm automatically paid back when I pay my team. Or every investment I make brings me at least twice as much. And like, I'm a specific manifest generator. So in human design, I can get into the numbers like that. Um, But if we start to just declare, like, you know, I don't sit with my balance sheet now thinking about where I can pinch pennies or what's right or what's wrong. It's just like, oh, great. Like, I paid this contractor this much. That means that I'm going to make this happen. And whether it comes in the form of new clients or new ideas or random money deposits that we can't control, thank you, universe, it's just this like expectation that I think we need to adapt to continue the growth and momentum beyond the six-figure mark. That right there that that expectation that's faith that's trust that's i know this is coming back you you and just explained trust. that's one of our feminine qualities that we can lean on yeah and and <laughs> to that to that point um just so everybody knows if we are going to talk human design i am a projector which means I wait for the invitation. So another important point about about my quote unquote unmarketing tactics or non-marketing tactics is literally it's in you know if you look at human design I am built to wait for the invitation which means someone literally like the best way for me to get a new client is for a client to go I really want to work with you how does that happen? Right? So I'm tr- trying to have faith and lean into that as much as I can. Um and I think on that note, Hannah and I both talk about human design and we both talk about all these things. I think regardless of what you want to believe in, just being aware of the way you work, the way we talked about this off air, Hannah, what feels good for you? Like if you're literally feeling into something like, does this feel good? Does this feel in alignment? Or do I, am I doing this because some business coach or some guru has told me that I need to do it? And honestly, when I was doing the stuff that gurus and coaches and all that were telling me to do, I was absolutely exhausted. I was exhausted because I'm a projector and I was pushing. I was trying to force people to sign up with me when I sat back and I went, this is who I am. This is what I believe. If you want to sign up with me, go for it. If you don't, that's fine too. See you later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, again, the permission that comes up on the show so many times. Like if you're frustrated, but you feel like you're doing everything right and you've invested in the programs and you've learned the things and you're being consistent, you're doing, oh, okay, like quick exhale. Yep. <laughs> Another example in Gavin of setting down the scripts and getting into alignment and alignment being the strategy and doing less so that you can go 
you know, do more, but like go further. Right. And I think you and I both have gone through these periods of just like getting rid of things. Right. Like for me a year ago, I was like literally getting rid of my California storage and just that being a layer of like less stuff, less clutter. And then once I got rid of so much stuff, then you got to start doing the mindset work where you start to find these beliefs and these energy leaks that we can now call things like for me, social media was one of those things that was just like, okay, I just like need less noise in my life to get clarity on how I want to show up. And for me, as a four, six manifesting generator, I know people look to me as a role model. And so I need to trust that in storytelling, the ways that I want to podcast and email that people resonate and they're watching. And when their divine timing is right, they reach out to me as a role model of like, okay, I get what you're putting down. This is my time. You're my person. And for all of us to be able to just get in alignment and slow down a little bit and look at not only what's working, but like Gavin's saying, what feels good. And we love to reference human design because human design is the explanation of how we are designed to exchange energy with the world. So as business owners, this is very powerful to know how do people perceive you? I don't think I'm the role model. I feel like the girl next door. But human design has helped me see, okay, people see me as a role model. I don't necessarily get millions of responses every podcast, but we have a lot of listens and I know people are watching. And it's not that I need to wait for a like because the algorithm told me that's how we're all supposed to do business. It just it just got really messy for a lot of us there for a while. <laughs> and so nope. this is just that breath of fresh air that I intended to bring to the, our audience of like, getting into alignment is the strategy, right? Getting into alignment is the strategy. Getting aware of your patterns and what works for you is the strategy. Um, Instead of looking, and the point you made there, instead of looking outward externally for the feedback on what is working, right? Oh, likes, followers, that's what's working. Look internally. What feels good? What is what is energizing you? That's what's working. And then have faith that 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 more of that and more of that, you know, Hannah, you say that you don't know that people see you don't see yourself as the role model. You don't know that people see you as the role model. This is what's interesting about the world of human design and the world of quantum physics is it's not necessarily that they see you that way, it's they feel you that way. Your energy projects a role model like energy, regardless of, you know, it's, you know, it's that old adage. It's not what you say, it's how you say it, right? When you show up in your highest self, you are a role model, right? When I show up in my highest self as a four, one, four, one projector, one, four, I'm not sure. I am a guide. I am like a wisdom giver, a guide. So that and I don't see myself as that, but people feel that from me. I always wonder why people like reach out to me and say, like, oh, I'm struggling with this thing. Can you help? I'm like, I'm not qualified to help you at all, but you see me as a guide, right? Um, I also wanted to make the one note. Uh, this is going way back. Um, but one note on um, you know, like finding what works and and kind of settling in. I like to think of like instead of this the shiny object syndrome and the looking for new squirrels and all that is like, Hey, it's kind of like we're climbing Everest. We got to get, when we get to the first base camp, it's like, okay, let's just settle for a second. Like, how's this working? Okay. This feels good. This feels good. This is working. Let's do more of this. And then we lean into it and and maybe it picks up even more. Okay, cool. We're at second base camp. Let's let this settle instead of just like always like I need more, 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 more. It's like more for what reason? Why not settle on this? We've got lots of time. You're going to be doing this business for a long time. Settle on this and then let's see. Let's let things shake out and settle, you know? Yes. 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 You know, people always say like, my business is my baby. And if that's true, friends, you are going to have this thing for not just 18 years, not just 30 years, but forever. So when you have a real baby, it doesn't come out of in like the first five months. You're like, all right, calculus. We need you to be bringing in, you know, like all of these really complicated formulas or like, okay, in six months, the business needs to quadruple. It's like, 
playing the long game. I think that's another really big mindset shift. And even for us in the business, you know, as part of my evolution and mindset work is we are much less interested in what happens month to month, right? And I think that was part of the like chase to get to six figures is like, okay, we have these monthly goals and we have to enroll X amount every single month and this like hurry up and it's like, you're always behind. And now we have a North Star. And I tell the team, I'm like, I don't care if we get there in six months or six years, this is where we're going. This is the vision. And it does add so much ease and curiosity, which I think is one of the most powerful energies in business is curiosity to like, so what might get us there? What might be the right next step instead of this like black or white figure it out, get there. And I even just feel my body like, whew. All right. Enough on that. I think we made the point. (laughs) So, so before I hurry things up again here, um, everyone, you know, even just in our human design, you and I operate and are designed to operate in very different ways. So I always love to hear just like what's working for you on the mindset side of things. If there's a practice or something that you found really beneficial to support what we're talking about here with these like quantum leaps, what would be your to do for listeners today? Okay, I've got a great to do for listeners. I or did rather, to be. Ah, that's even better. To be, um, I've got a great. So I did this presentation <laughs> in um, January at our at our live event, and there's, you know, we're in, into April now, and there's still people that are still doing this, and I, I'm I'm still doing this, um, and it's all about emotional regulation. So one of the big things as an entrepreneur, whether you figure yourself a, a, a highly emotional person or not, is there are high and low swings on a minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day basis. And a lot of us don't, don't do a very good job of regulating those and making sure that those do not affect the rest of our life. And also like that, for example, one sales call doesn't affect the next sales call. So one of the things that I was taught by a great coach named uh, Jetty Azuma, um, and I kind of adapted it for entrepreneurs, was this, I call it a daily vibe check. So I like to do it proactively. You can also do it reactively. So I do it every single day proactively. It's my, it's my non-negotiable for my journaling. You can also do it reactively, say after a sales call or um, you can even do it, say, like before you're you're sending out an email to get into a good vibe. In and it uses two tools. The um, one of them is just called feelingswheel.com. Great tool if you have trouble um, identifying your emotions, like I have had in the past. And then the other one is Abraham Hicks's emotional guidance scale. And you only need that in certain instances. But basically, it's a three-step process. It takes like five minutes. And I'll encourage everyone. Do this journal on it. Number one, what am I feeling right now? What am I feeling? You could be feeling happy and sad. You could be feeling all these wild emotions. The key thing, just notice it and write it down. I use the feelings wheel and I just go, okay, let's start from the inside of the wheel and move our way out. What am I seeing? Cool. This is what I'm feeling. Then I like to say, how does that feel in my body? Right? Because the reason I say that is I'm a very logical person and entrepreneurs usually are. Let's get out of our heads, get into our body. It's going to feel weird, but maybe you say like, oh, my back's tight. Oh, my knee hurts. Oh, I have a stomach ache. Cool. Just get out of your head and 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 get into your body, right? If you've ever read The Body Keeps the Score, this, this lands. So what am I feeling? How does that feel in my body? Sometimes I'll go a little deeper. It's like, well, why do I think I'm feeling it? But that does get into the logical side, which isn't ideal. And then the the third question is, and this is where Abraham Hicks talks about, we should use our emotions as an inner guidance system. They are built in to guide us. Is this in alignment? Therefore, it feels good. Or is this out of alignment? Therefore, it does not feel good. So the question is, what is this trying to teach me? Okay. So maybe I miss a sales call and I'm angry. Cool. What is this trying to teach me? Well, maybe it's trying to teach me that that person wasn't even aligned anyway, like that wasn't a good fit. Or maybe it's trying to teach me that I'm, you know, I I wasn't in a very good vibe heading into that call and I wish that I could have shown up better for that person, right? It again, what is this trying to teach me is curiosity. 
Now, if you are feeling like you're in a quote unquote low vibe or you're feeling emotions that don't feel very good, this is where you can use the emotional guidance scale to quote unquote reach for a better feeling thought. You know, if you're feeling really low on the emotional guidance scale, you can spiral your way up pretty quickly if you just work your way through. It's like, I'm feeling angry. Oh, actually, I'm just feeling a little irritated or I'm just feeling a little impatient with this. Oh, actually, I'm just feeling pessimistic. And you kind of work your way up the emotional scale. So you go from like super low vibe to maybe like a neutral vibe. You don't have to be on the highest vibes all the time, but can you move your way up so that instead of making the next decision on your business from a place of guilt, shame, insecurity, maybe you're making it from a place of boredom or frustration or pessimism, very much different than guilt, shame, and insecurity. I mean, ideally, we're making it from a place of like joy, love, appreciation, but we all know that ain't the reality. So that's my to do or to be is get into look in yourself. What are you feeling and where is that guiding you? Yes, yes, yes. Gavin, I love how you always make the woo woo feel so doable and like grounded and like, yes. So for those of you who are just like, all right, I get I I'm picking up the balance of masculine and feminine. I feel like that's just like the beautiful marriage of the masculine structure. Get out your notebook, follow the wheel or follow the guidance scale and then use that as a portal to the emotions, right? We always appreciate the masculine structures to like get us into that flow and that power and that clarity. And so I love that as a daily practice, or I I can see people making a decision on like, should we start this strategy? Should I hire this coach? This could be just like a great way to, yeah, get in, get into the body, get into our intuition and what, is true, not just in our heads and our logic, like you said. So yeah, always a wonderful time, my friend. I so appreciate your insights and energy as always. And listeners, I'll be back next week with even more insight on how to make your marketing fun, easy, and feminine. Okay, so after all that talk, you and I both know that action brings clarity. So here's what to do next. Go to www.dfycopywriting.org slash free to get your current marketing appraised by the Done For You Marketing team. That's us. We want to help you lay all the puzzle pieces of your brand and business on the table so you can see exactly where you're totally on point with your messaging and where you need to zhuzh it up to get you even better results and more clients. And if you got a gem out of this episode specifically, please let us know. Screenshot, share to Instagram and tag Hannah Hermanson underscore and make sure all of your biz besties know about this episode. Lastly, if you're getting consistent value from our show, please take two minutes to leave us a review and let us know what you're loving and what you love to see more of. We love seeing you and we'll be back here next week with another episode.